Malik Jones here with another emergency Fisto Episto broadcast from within our bunker, located in neutral territory. I have Joe Joseph Johnson on the line, and he's got the most recent scoop on what those perfidious dogs from Pluto are really up to. Joe, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, I think we have a bit of a uh, connection issue here. I'm Josh Edison, and I'm meant to be recording a podcast with my co-host, Dr. M. Dentith. Joe, what is going on beneath the surface of Pluto? Yes, no, no, Josh, Josh here, not Joe. Uh, and I've got no idea about Pluto. Interesting. And this explains the strange sightings of nuns over the Arctic Circle? Sorry, is, is my mic on? And what about nuns? Succinct as ever, Joe. That's a thesis in under three seconds. Who needs experts when we have people like you? Hello? H- hello? Hold on, Joe. We seem to have a caller on the line. This is Maddox Drones. You're live on Fisto Episto. Uh... Malix, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What devious conspiracy have you got to tell us about today? Ooh, conspiracy theory. Something good and stupid that I... Oh, okay. Did you know that Big Bathroom wants us to think urinal cakes are inedible? But I've been told that if you eat three in one night, it can be a life-changing experience. You know, I've been told by some of the top generals that they only eat urinal cakes. Indeed, I've been thinking for months that we should add them into our patented pig urine pills. Big blues! Joe, take notes. Yeah, and... And now we turn to a special news update about just how bad our finances are. You'd be surprised how many people sue us after they pretend to get sick taking our supplements. The podcast's Guide to the Conspiracy, featuring Josh Edison and M. Dentith. Hello and welcome to the podcast's Guide to the Conspiracy. In Auckland, New Zealand, I am Josh Edison. In Zhuhai, China, they are Dr. M. Dentith. And have we got an episode for you. Well, I mean, we've got one of those we-can't-really-be-bothered episodes. And in the old days, Which, those which were, is a kind of yeah. episode. I mean, you are, you're right, although many people think a kind of episode, you're promising big things, and we're actually promising you very little. Now, in the old days, we used to do listicles, but as we noted sometime last year, the age of the listicle, at least when it comes to 10 false flags you've never heard about, seems to have disappeared. All the listicles you find now are just last year's listicles, updated to be about three years old or so. So mm. these days, when we can't be bothered and we need to crank out an ep- ep- episode as part of the content machine, we have to vomit into the arena called the podcast, we decide to take a little trip to Alex Jones and David Icke. Yes, yes, we do. Now, and in fairness, it has been a little while. You, you took a quick look back at the start of the year while I was, while yeah, I was when you holiday. Were, when you were being lazy and going overseas yeah. and not doing your duty to our lovely pa- mm. patrons, I I took up the slack. I went to davidike.com. I went to alexjones.com. And I learned something interesting in the process, which is Alex Jones does not want the people of China to know about the conspiracy. This is a VPN thing yeah you cannot access prisonplanet.com or infowars.com in china which seems ever so slightly strange given alex jones is the one who beats the drum about free speech and this isn't the great firewall this isn't china blocking alex jones 
if you try to access Infowars.com from China, you are told that the host is blocking you. Alex Jones is blocking the Chinese people from finding out about the truth. What kind mm. of vile conspiracy is this man involved in? Well, actually, I mean, covering up the fact that I mean, he's talked know, about Sandy Hook for quite some course, time. Yeah. But it turns out there's actually even more vile conspiracies Alex Jones is involved in. Yes, well, that... that, um, that decides i guess which site we're going to be i actually went i went and looked back to the last time we the two of us did one of these properly which was march of 2022 so it has been a good while and because i thought well if i can see which of us did which site then then we can swap this time but it turns out last time we were slightly less lazy and had actually both gone to the sites beforehand and then came back with what we thought were the the most interesting articles and compared but uh, not so today today we're going in raw we are we're raw docking Alex Jones and David Icke, which is how they like it. I assume I couldn't possibly. Actually, I mean, I mean, we've spoken to David Icke. We actually might know slightly more than the average punter about David Icke and his proclivities. No, no. and, and the other thing, the mm-hmm. other thing was mm-hmm. when yeah. I listened back to that episode, we had a special sting for these ones, and I don't know where that is. Oh, did we? Did we? I'm pretty sure we did. Maybe it was just the old. I, I, it was something I, I didn't recognise. All right. So, so I'm know. going to. I have to go back to March of 2022 mm. and listen to that to work out if there was a special sting if or not. Was one, I, I'm just I don't. I, I don't remember making a special sting. Mm. I'll have to go back and check because now actually I've, I've got to. I've got to come clean. You know how I said that the. Uh, uh, Back to the Conspiracy Sting was my favourite, having already said that the Masterpiece Theatre one was my favourite. I now realise that the one that I was thinking about was actually the old What the Conspiracy Sting. That one was my favourite, and I was getting it mixed up with the Back to the Conspiracy. I just want to clear the air there. And yet you were the one who wanted to retire What the Conspiracy. Yeah, I made that sacrifice for the the good of both of us. The good of who? Well, I I mean, me. And by extension, you, because you have to live with me. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I literally live in another country. Well, you have to podcast with me, you know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Now, talking about things that people should be doing or not be doing or remembering to do or stings they should or should not have put in, this reminds me that you forgot to edit out of last week's show the bit with the text messages. Also, make sure your phone is off. Yep, my phone my phone is on silent, and you edited last week's show. Well, whoever I'm quite, quite certain of that. yeah. Well, look, no, it doesn't matter who's at fault here. We have had some emails about the segment that you left in, mostly people asking whether we open that link. Yes, and of course the answer is no. Basic cybersecurity says do not open links from unknown senders. I agree, but... No, no, no buts. No buts. What I'd like to say is whoever it was of you listeners who sent that link to us, could you please fess up? Because what I want to know is how one of you got a Bosnian cell phone number. Sorry, Bosnian. Yeah, uh, didn't you actually look at the number of the sender? So the prefix, let me just, actually, hold on. I, I actually should have put this into the notes for the episode. Let me just go check the text messages. Yep, okay, so the prefix of the number, we won't give out the full number because, of course, that would be doxing someone, even though that person texts us during the recording of the show. The prefix is plus 38763, so that's a Bosnian region code plus one of their local telcos. Now, actually, I know a Bosnian 
and she's currently living back in Bosnia. But the thing is, you don't know her, and I'm fairly sure she only has my Romanian cell phone number, which I'm also fairly sure, given I haven't paid that bill since 2019, is probably a dead number anyway. So it's probably not her. Okay. Well, then, whoever it was, fess up. Um, anything else before we carry on? No, let's go visit Alex Jones and David Icke. Or at least you can go visit Alex Jones. I'll take a journey with David Icke. If we must. Right, so... So we're just going to do just just the straight. I'll look at Infowars, you look at David Icke, and we'll see who can um, who can out something the other. Actually, I, I, outdo. Yeah. Oh, I don't actually, quite so know what that means in this context. Already, I'm looking at the David Icke webpage, and the top banner, which is labelled from our advertisers, is actually David Icke advertising on his own site. So his advertisers are in fact himself. You have David Icke. The secret tour. And all I'm thinking of is if you're advertising your tour, it's not very secret. The whole point about the secret tour is that nobody should know about it. So already Dave Dyke is, is bringing us the gold. Also, it does say, and this is the other ad on their site, which once again is David Dyke advertising on his own website, advertising iconic.com, so the iconic. Iconic, however you meant to pronounce the turning David Icke's last name into Iconic. Stream 30 plus years of David Icke content exclusive to Iconic. Original series, documentaries, live events, and weekly news. 30 years of David Icke content available for streaming now. Well, actually, so I'm, actually, I'm, I'm going to see how much it actually costs to access Iconic dot com slash David Ike. And yeah, okay. There are you've got latest films. So speaking out, John Rappaport interviews with David Ike from 1995. David Ike live at the Oxford Union from ooh, 2008. Ooh. Sorry, mm -hmm. I'm scrolling down. I just saw a good one. We'll get to that shortly. But yep, sorry, sorry, carry oh, on. Oh, and there's I mean in he's got a series called In Search of the Holy Grail which has two episodes in it thus far, and it appears to have a whole bunch of cosplay in it. But what are... Oh, here we go. So sign up. Let's see. How much does it cost to join Iconic? This is one of the things. You have to sign up before they'll actually tell you how much it's going to cost, at which point I close this particular tab because I'm not giving him any of my data. If you're not going to tell me how much it costs then I am not going to give you my email. Okay, back to you, Josh. Okay, my turn, right. So um, so the very first thing I saw was just an article about that car that exploded on the border of Canada. Right, now, right, right. so this, this let me share. Is this the article which is titled Rich Bentley Driver Caused Niagara Falls Checkpoint Explosion After Cancelled Kiss Concert? Yes. All right, so that was the one I was really hoping you were going to bring up. Because just stuff from the yeah, same sources. Just the headline alone is kind of gold. There's so much going on in the headline. It's the perfect thing for Alex Jones. You don't need to read the article. You can riff on the headline for five minutes. It, I, I do find it interesting, though, that because from what I understand, straight away the likes of Fox News were saying, oh, it's a terrorist attack, and then fairly quickly it came out, no, it wasn't a terrorist attack. This guy just crashed his car or something. Um, 
so it's interesting to see Infowars actually taking the official angle rather than saying they're trying to cover up a terrorist well, attack. Well, that something. might be because initially, after the terrorist attack hypothesis came out, people go, well, no, it was a car explosion. And then people went, oh, I bet it's one of those Teslas blowing up again. And so Alex Jones is probably going, oh, we can't say bad things about my potential mate, Elon Musk, who might let me actually access a social media platform again one day. So I have a feeling this is not so much reporting the facts as is trying to make sure that, look, we never said Elon Musk was behind it. No, no, we never engaged in that speculation. Right. Well, unfortunately, the next thing that caught my eye was a deeply transphobic article uh, uh, that, that has a slur in the, in the headline uh, about apparently a bunch of trans women being invited to the Vatican, and they are very much not in, not in favour of this occurrence. But let's just skip over that one uh, to something perhaps a little bit nicer. Uh, I see under the occult and globalists um, category, we have learn how archaeology proves biblical history. Let's, let's find out. Oh, it's a video. It's one of their banned video ones. Okay, I'm not going to watch that. Apparently, Dr. Francois Duplessis joins Brian Wilson to share his archaeological discoveries that confirm historical accounts as laid out in the Holy so, Bible. All I can see is that the Brian, sorry, is a bunch Brian of Wilson, Brian as in Wilson. the oh my 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 brother will curse me because I've forgotten the name of the band that Brian Wilson was the producer on. Uh, Probably a different Brian Wilson, I'm going to say. No, see, I'm, I'm going to assume it's the same one. I'm going to assume it's mm. the same one. Okay, well, that's a disappointment. I'm not going to watch a video. Um, so then I so, – so interestingly, so next um, – up in the headlines, of course, they can't leave the Israel-Gaza situation alone. And it's hard to tell what, what side they're taking. It seems to be a little bit anti-Semitic and a little bit anti-Muslim at the same time. Um, ah, so it's engaging. Both sightism. It is a little bit, yeah. It's it's like it's reporting on the fact that the who was it the Israeli Interior Minister said a whole thing about how we need to to flatten Gaza and then and then all the all the Palestinians can go to other countries, um, and so and so it's sort of saying that sort of stuff. But then it finishes off by saying, uh, but we don't want a whole bunch of of Gazans coming into America because they're probably all terrorists. It's it's um. It's, yeah, interesting to see how that one goes. Now, there's a game. So just, just one more. I see two articles. They, they, they have the headliney bits, and then they have the next lot of little, head, little headlines. Two of them are about the fact that there is apparently an Alex Jones game. Oh, yes, I've heard about this. A video game called Alex Jones NWO Wars, and there are two articles right next to each other, both claiming that someone has said that it's the best game of the year. Uh, so a top YouTube gamer calls Alex Jones NWO Wars Game of the Year. Uh, this is prolific video game streamer Asmon Gold. I am 47 years old, so I don't know the names of any prolific YouTube video game streamers, so I'm going to assume this guy is one. Yeah, see, um, I actually do read good, games, journalism all the time, and this person rings no bells whatsoever. Oh, do I dare click on the link to alexjonesgame.com? Oh, God, okay. I wonder if this will get past. 
if you go to alexjones.com, you see the, the title screen for Alex Jones NWO Wars with a particularly muscular, I'm assuming it's meant to be Alex Jones, but a particularly muscular, uh, bare-armed, vest-wearing, not-at-all-red-in-the-face person who looks a bit like Alex Jones holding a very large gun. Ah, oh, but there we go. And then you scroll down a little bit and you get official trailer, which has as its thumbnail a massive, fully red-faced, eye-screwed-up, screaming Alex Jones. So that's nice. It appears to be some sort of a side-scrolling shooty thing where you're shooting, um, uh, I don't know, people in clown cars and the thought police. And Donald Trump as the Homelander appears to show up as some sort of a special attack. You get to defeat big tech cucks. And more. Uh, oh, and at one point, one level appears to be set on Epstein Island. So there you go. That's a thing that exists. A thing that exists in the world. And it has been... Ha and so this one now simply... This one, this one qualifies a little bit by saying it's the best political video game ever. In the screenshot here, he's fighting the Crooked Witch of the West Wing, which is a witch who I, I guess is meant to be Nancy Pelosi fighting over a bunch of in front of a bunch of babies in cages it's it's a thing it's definitely a thing back to you em well talking about things so last time we did a joint trip to these websites we noted that david ike had a new book out and that was the trap which meant we'd made lots of return of the Je jedi jokes he has another book out this time it's the dream. And I want to read you the blurb of the dream because I'm going to ask you a question after I've read the blurb, which is what is in the book? So here is the blurb. For 20 bucks, you can buy the dream. David Icke has become world famous for his work exposing today's fast unfolding global dystopia more than three decades before it became reality. They laughed then, but he didn't stop there. He went further. Ike knew that the world of the scene was only a reflection of something far, far deeper that ultimately originates with a non-human force in another reality. They laughed then too, even many who call themselves alternative thinkers. But he didn't stop there. He went further. Ike began to say that after the turn of the millennium, that human reality is a virtual reality simulation designed to entrap perception. They laughed again, and yet mainstream scientists have since concluded that we do live in a simulation. But he didn't stop there. He went further. The dream sees David Icke go deeper into the rabbit hole than ever before to describe fantastic revelations about the nature of our reality, who we are, where we are, and the real origin of human control. They'll laugh again, but he won't stop there. Right. Sorry, what was the question? What's the book about? Oh. Oh. Because um, there's a lot of blurb. There's a lot there's of a blurb. Lot of blurb. A lot of blurb about all the stuff he said in the past. Which people have laughed at. Which people have laughed at. So I assume he's going to continue in that vein. Is this his book of stand-up comedy? Is it a joke book? Is it knock-knock jokes? <laughs> well, I mean, in the same way that you talked about this as being a kind of episode, I would say it is a kind of joke book. Mm -hmm. mm. But, but so, so do you know? Like, like, are you able to discern what's actually in it? Or, or are you just... Hoping I would throw something up. No, it's the thing is, I mean, without it, I mean, I could try and read the book and try to read. I think would be the mm. operative term here because I have tried reading David Icke's more recent works, and they are just repeats of his earlier work. But 
just more can you say more sloppily edited i mean it's one of those it was, mm. it's it, it, it sounds weird but it works the the subtitle for this book is the extraordinary revelation of who we are and where we are now josh can you guess what the image on the front cover would be given what i've just to- told you and take into well, account current fads in technology well and it's got to be something to do with ai in that case no, is take it. it it's, it's current fads and technology as understood by a 60-year-old. Oh, right. Um, well, and if it's called The Dream, I was going to assume it would be just some peaceful image of David Icke with his head on a pillow and a, and a, and a big a big cartoon thought bubble over his head with pictures of, I don't know, unicorns riding reptilians or the other way around. I mean, that actually would make a great cover. It's no, it's, it's a... A young person, I'm assuming it's a, I mean, it's a stylized image. I'm assuming it's a woman or someone who identifies as a woman wearing a VR headset. Oh, VR. God. Yeah. We, sorry, sorry, you threw me by saying current. Uh, I, yeah. I, I understand, to, yes. To a 60-year-old. To, to a 60-year-old, yes. So, yeah. okay. Uh, but still now, no the other me. thing which I'm going to note on here, so there's, there's an attack piece on Ben Shapiro on davidike.com. On Ben Shapiro, not by yeah, Ben Shapiro. No, on Ben Shapiro. We're basically... So David Icke has this really big thing that you should never identify as a member of a group. You should only ever identify as a member of humanity because he takes it that belonging to subgroups is part of the system of control that has been imposed upon us by the reptilians, the archons, etc., etc. And so he has a piece here by one of the writers for davidike.com, Sam Finney, which is making the claim that, look, Ben Shapiro's been conning us for quite some time by pretending to be a conservative and pretending to be an alternative thinker, and he's simply been biding his time so he can come out in support of Israel with respect to the current crisis, because Ben Shapiro identifies as a Jew first and a human second. So it's an entire attack piece on a conservative who is supporting Israel, because it turns out that David Icke, of course, with his anti-Semitic tendencies, is not very fond of Israel, the Israeli government, or the people who live in Israel. Mm. That's Yeah, I hadn't, hadn't actually thought of that. Uh, that, 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 yes, someone like Ben Shapiro, there'd be, there'd be a conflict, wouldn't there, with a between his conservativeness and his Jewishness as to which one David Icke's going to go for, going to focus on. Mm. Well, shall we pop back to InfoWars? Because we're not at the one that made me say, ooh, yet. There's still a couple more before we get there. Uh, So we have, this is going to expose everything by Mike Lindell, but blah, blah, blah. We've, We've heard that many times before. But then we have Freemasons triggered after independent journalist infiltrates Lodge, exposes bizarre rituals. So apparently a fellow called Kyle Clifton has been exposing the bizarre rituals taking place inside of Freemason lodges. And it has a picture of what I assume we're we're led to believe is taking place inside a a Freemason lodge. The men, there's a few men standing there, some of whom I I guess one of them's wearing one of those little sort of bib things that goes around the waist. And another one is too. But then there's a bunch of guys who just have what look to be white pieces of cloth draped in front of their groins as though they've all all simultaneously wet themselves and are trying to cover it up or something. But then in the middle, 
a bare-chested man is sitting blindfolded with his hands on a book while someone else looks in, but then someone else is holding a boom mic above him. So obviously this it's not like this is being filmed surreptitiously, so I don't even know what's going on. But anyway, so this guy, apparently this, this, is, this is the latest in a series. They've been talking about this guy's stuff previously. But apparently he's, this time he's, he's revealed a, a Masonic ritual that involves acting out the story of Hiram Abiff, an artisan and chief architect and builder of King Solomon's Temple in Jerusalem, who was murdered by three ruffians after he refused to reveal the secrets of the Master Mason degree. And then apparently, so apparently they, they, they pretend to kill a guy and then they revive him with their secret Mason handshakes. They can really? shake someone back to life, apparently, yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't teach that in most first aid courses. I mean, most of the time when you're trying to revive someone, you know, doing chest compressions, breathing into their, let's say, their their lung tube, their larynx, the throat. But if you could just, ha- if you could just handshake people back into consciousness, that would make life a lot easier. It would be a lot mm. easier to train people to handshake people back to life. But um, so, so it's posting a bunch of, uh, it's sort of embedded a bunch of this guy's tweets where he's posted these these hidden cameras. So these ones do actually look like hidden camera videos, which means I have no idea what the what the big photo at the top of this article is. But I know it's very um, well. Let's just say he says uh, the Masonic oath and penalties are sworn over essentially a Jewish Talmud. The three lamps are illuminated to mock our holy Trinity. So it's very much on the idea that, that Freemasons are evil because they're anti-Christian and a little bit pro-Jewish. Mm. Which I guess is on brand. Okay, I'll let you I'll let you do another one and then I'll then I'll come back with, with what I oh actually I better better check that it's not a video before I hype this up too much. Yeah, that's true. There's not there's not, okay, nothing okay. worse than a headline. So I've got a twofer here which are both food related topics on davidite.com. So the first is simply the reposting of a study on davidite.com with no conspiratorial intonations whatsoever, which is that there's recently been some work that shows there's a particular fatty acid you get from eating meat, which might be beneficial for fighting off certain kinds of tumors. And so they've printed the press release about this article on davidite.com and as is usual when they post news, you get the posted by, by the person who put it up there, and then you get, after that, memes and headline comments by David Icke. And what's notable about this piece is that it is the standard headline, and there's no meme by David Icke associated with it. They've simply posted a press release that eating meat can be good for you, which I'm assuming... They're going, well, readers of the site will find it obvious. Eating meat is the anti-woke thing to do. We don't even need to make a joke here. The readers of our website will know that eating meat is good and not eating meat means you're a woke cuck. So that's interesting that they can sometimes just post scientific headlines with no commentary whatsoever, knowing that their audience is going to read the story in a particular tone. The other one which is interesting is that there's a discussion going on in the COVID inquiry in the UK as to whether the eat out to help out, which those of us who have sm- have smutty minds yes, are going, what I, do you mean by that? Straight away, but yep, carry on. The eat out to help out initiative that the British government 
push during the COVID wave, which is keep food businesses alive. So don't don't cook food at home, order takeaways and have it delivered in. So eat out to help out. And there's been a big discussion as to whether that drove part of the COVID wave. So did the UK suffer a COVID wave because even though people were in lockdown, food was being delivered door to door and thus people were spreading COVID like wildfire. And it turns out the inquiry is pointing out that it's not as simple as saying, look, the eat out to help out actually drove the COVID wave because different parts of the UK seem to react differently during the eat out to help out drive. And thus there's actually has to be a bigger discussion as to whether that was a driver of subsequent waves of COVID in the UK. And all we've got here as the memes and headline is that we have the headline, which is admittedly from the Daily Skeptic, which is run by Nick Dixon and Toby Young. And Toby Young is a notorious conservative with a very bad resume. But all David Icke has done is add in a bracketed claim to the headline, you mean that Valance is not telling the truth. Surely not. And his meme is Anthony Fulci, who is not involved in the UK response to COVID-19. So an image of him and then the term jail them for life for crimes against humanity, which I really do feel David Icke was really phoning it in. Just phoning it in. How many times has he posted that? Yeah. Okay, okay. Here I found the good stuff. Headline in InfoWars, Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, captured by unknown forces. Josh, you do realise that you do realise you might be about to shut the podcast down I for all time. Be, because I'm if, willing to if, take that risk. If we are convinced by this and we've found the solution to what happened to MH370, we've always said that it is the beginning and the end of the podcast. So please. Do tread very carefully. This might be our final episode. Yep, fingers crossed. So apparently, this makes no sense. On May 19, <laughs> really, this sounds great. Later, so uh, I think what they're saying is, okay, so someone claimed to have received this leaked video on March the 12th and about nine weeks later posted it on YouTube on May the 19th. They've written the sentence backwards for some reason. Anyway, so apparently this video shows what appears to be a jet airliner on fire being trailed by three spiraling orbs. Eventually, the three orbs change to a vertical pattern and disappear in a flash with the airliner leaving a dead-end trail of smoke in the sky. And then apparently a a month later, a second video that showed the exact same event from a different viewpoint. These videos have been deleted from YouTube, but can still be found on archive.org. So Ashton Forbes, I don't know who that is. Is that a name you're familiar with? No. Well, whoever he is, Ashton Forbes and his team have been researching the videos, including digital, digital forensics verified by CGI professionals, eyewitnesses, and government eyewitnesses. How would there be eyewitnesses to a plane being attacked by UFOs in the middle of the Indian Ocean? Anyway. Maybe they're on a pleasure cruise. Look, we've watched a lot of action films set on ocean liners in the middle of the sea witnessing strange and unusual events. Sorry, sorry. Often involving Treat Treat Williams. 
I spoke too soon. So, so their exhaustive research into the legitimacy of their videos has shown that the first leaked video was taken from a pair of American signals intelligence satellites known as USA-229. They're twin satellites capable of creating 3D stereoscopic images. So this, this apparently happened at 2.30 in the morning and it was completely dark. They, the, 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 it was, the wavelengths captured by these cameras are for detail and the stereoscopic effect allows for added depth perception. And then the source of the second video was identified as, as an uh, unmanned combat drone with infrared and thermal technology, which was flying over the Indian Ocean somehow. Uh, so apparently these videos were leaked by Lieutenant Commander Edward Lynn. Uh, and apparently he had full security clearance to the technology used to capture these videos. Blah 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 blah. Does does a bit of um bit bit of recap of the of the flight path of flight of of MH370. Now apparently several uh, a witness on an oil rig reported seeing this plane that was on fire, and several witnesses along the east coast reported hearing a loud bang and seeing a glow coming from the plane as it passed overhead. And then apparently uh, China has also released Chinese satellite images showing three orbs. Uh, with 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 the with, with the airplane or something. So now, some people are saying this was alien UFOs saving the plane from crashing. But this doesn't explain the fact that three different advanced U.S. military surveillance cameras captured this one event. I don't I don't see the connection myself. Uh, apparently, twenty three of the passengers on board MH three seventy were were related to free scale semiconductors a field leading to the development of superconductor technology, which is now, what this yeah, appears now, to be. We have talked about this in the past, that it was a some kind of rationale for making the plane disappear to get technology from one nation state to another with respect to these semiconductors. Yes, so apparently they, they say some type of superconductor targeting system for teleportation. So was it UFOs or was it superconductor teleporting the plane away? I don't even know. And then just, just, just to, I don't know, fill space at the end of the article, they say luminous objects like this were first reported in May of 1940 as Germany invaded Belgium. And by 1942, several people reported seeing them in the skies over Germany. American pilots during World War II called them Foo Fighters. And let's not forget Gary McKinnon who in 2002 was accused of perpetrating the biggest military computer hack of all time and who claimed to have seen evidence of an advanced off-world military fleet. So was it UFOs or what? Make up your minds, guys. I'm going to watch the video. Oh, are you getting my sound? No, it's not going to be playing my sound through your closet. No, not at all. uh, Right, so we we have... a static, completely static picture of clouds with the white silhouette of a plane flying along with three dots around it, and then there's a flash, and then it disappears, and then the other one is thermal, and again shows blurry thermal imaging of, of what looks like the outline of a plane with three blobs around it, and... Um, I mean, oh, is there another one? Oh no, that was the same one. Okay, so so the the the, the there is video images, and 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 some guy we've never heard of said they were they were authentic and maybe UFOs or maybe maybe teleportation technology. Do we think this is case closed? You know, Josh, I've considered the evidence you've presented to me, 
and I still have no idea what the news story is trying to say. So I'm afraid we're going to have to investigate this further. We might have to do a we might have to do a special episode on this article alone to try to work out what it actually means. Maybe, maybe we do. I'll Add it to the list. Safekeeping. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's that's all the excitement I can stand for the moment. You go. You go back to um, Ike, and then I'll see what else I can dig up. Well, I just want to point out that many of the news stories on DavidIke.com today are actually ads for Black Friday sales. So apparently, it's news. It's Black Friday this Friday, which is something my mother asked me about when I called her earlier this week. She wanted to know what Black Friday was because she's a 82, about to turn 83-year-old woman who has no idea that Black Friday is a kind of IT sale that has suddenly taken the world by storm well, in the last yeah, few years. The, because, yeah, well, it's an American thing. It's the Friday yeah, before it, Thanksgiving, the yeah. for the American holiday of Thanksgiving, and yet for some reason... Now, this is the thing. I don't know, I don't know how, how international this is. In New Zealand... All the all the bigger store chains are having sales just all the time. Like yep. to the extent that Tech used to email me with we're having a sale on a week by week basis mm, to the point where mm. you don't buy things unless you, they have a sale because they're just frequent. Yeah. I remember um I remember one time uh, a while ago where I was working at the time, they had sort of a German exchange student over as an intern and we were walking around in Newmarket in Auckland and he was he was quite surprised to see these shops with sale signs because in Germany apparently like a sale sale is a closing down sale like a shop shops don't have sales unless they're actually doing really badly and need to flog off a bunch of stuff but in New Zealand we'll we'll have sales at the drop of a hat and and if another country was doing them we we we'll jump on board that so I, but I don't know if it's the same the world over so China has Black Friday sales to the point where I have to buy some SD cards and I'm going, I'll just wait till Friday to see exactly what sales we get with the IT companies here. The UK has Black Friday now. It really has become an international excuse for a sale before Christmas. All right, and this is a total digression, but did you hear about what happened in Newmarket last weekend? No, what do, I mean, this this sounds very seedy because very seedy things happen in Newmarket. It's fairly unpleasant, from what I hear. No, so there, there's a large shopping mall in Newmarket, and for some reason, there was it was um, a busy shopping weekend. Mall was very full. For some reason, there was a lot more traffic going down Broadway in Newmarket than usual. Uh, which meant there became just a complete traffic jam and it was impossible to get out of the mall. And there were reports of people being stuck in their cars for like three hours because no cars could could leave the mall because the traffic was backed up down the street that, that the car park um, exits onto. Um, and so there are there's sort of things today. So, um, so, so you know, this weekend's going to be a really big one because of all the sales. So um, maybe... Maybe, maybe take public transport if you want to go to Newmarket or, mm. or go somewhere else, perhaps, maybe. No, no, don't go somewhere else. No, we need your money in the shops. But, yeah. So, anyway, total digression, but uh, that's that's what sales do for you. Yeah. Talking about sales, actually, there's no segue here. There's a whole bunch of medical stories on davidike.com, most of which are about why the mRNA vaccines are bad. One of them is scary new findings reveal you've been exposed to the vax, whether you want it or not, which is the claim that 
vaccinated people are somehow shedding the vaccine and infecting unvaccinated people, which is the current argument being used by some anti-vaxxers who are trying to square the circle between saying, look, only people who get vaccinated get COVID, and then people going, but I got COVID and I'm not vaccinated. And go, oh, no, it's all right. Vaccinated people are spreading the vaccine through the air, at which point people are going, no, no, actually, that, that's how COVID spreads. It's COVID gets spread. Yeah. The, yeah, that's, that's but the, the thing which I found particularly funny in this article, and you really shouldn't find anti-vax articles particularly funny, is simply line, Dr. Peter McCullough, America's cardiologist and leading expert. Okay, so, yep, Dr. Pete McCullough is the cardiologist of the continent known as America, the beating heart of America. He is the man who looks after the heart of America. So, this, yes, America has one cardiologist and only one cardiologist, and my, he must be very, very overworked. But the story which is interesting so there's a story saying DayQuil and mRNA shots, you won't believe what they have in common. And this is actually one of these things where you go, this is how prior probabilities work to make some people believe conspiracy theories which are suspicious and unwarranted. Because it takes the accepted fact that actually, A, phenylephedrine doesn't work as a not not curative, as a way of ameliorating the symptoms of the cold. So we went from pseudoephedrine, which did work, but also could be compounded down into speed, and we gave up on that and we went for phenylephedrine instead. Uh, And it doesn't work, and it turns out that the drug companies have known this for quite some time. So they've been selling a medication over-the-counter. They know does nothing... uh, that's how capitalism works, baby. And so I've gone, look, big farmers admitted phenylephedrine doesn't work. Just like the mRNA vaccine. So, yeah, using an accepted fact, that actually we were deceived by the pharmaceutical industry about a ameliorative drug for the common cold and going, well, look, if they lied about that, that's evidence that they lied about the mRNA vaccine as well. And this is the problem of large corporations and organizations deceiving consumers, and that it does lead, lead credence to the claim of they're deceiving us about this thing. What other products are they mm. producing that we're being deceived about as well? Right, well, I think it, we, we, it's getting close to the point where we should wrap this up. So maybe this will be my last thing and I do want to go through the political cartoons because they are always terrible and borderline incomprehensible but first I do have to mention one last article which is US Nuke Lab hacked by gay furry hackers good for them uh, I say good for them is, a, is some people in fursuits posing provocatively uh, and yes apparently the hacktivist group Sec posted on Twitter that it had breached the Idaho National Laboratory and released a whole bunch of data. And so apparently, yes, this data breach did happen. And then it says, so it says, so who exactly are these hackers? And it just has a picture, a drawing now of a furry holding a big, a big gay pride flag. Then it says, 
there are furries in the US military and then has some photographs, which may be genuine or maybe photoshopped, I'm not sure, of people in military outfits with sort of dog masks on. And finally says, Sejidsek also attacked NATO last month, leaking a cache of documents online. The group said the attack had, quote, nothing to do with the war between Russia and Ukraine and said it was, quote, a retaliation against the countries of NATO for their attacks on human rights. It remains unclear what motivated the gay furry hackers to attack INL. Hmm. It's um, also a thing that happened, but okay, cartoons. There are five of them from the looks of things. The first one has a picture of Joe Biden sitting down to dinner, like saying grace with a woman who I assume is his wife, a man who I assume is his son because he has a crack pipe in his mouth. Joe Biden is saying, we Bidens give thanks to China, Russia, Ukraine, as he lifts uh, uh, the lid on a gigantic pile of money. And and they also have bowls in front of them that are full of money. So I think the thing is the Biden, and uh, the stack of money that would not have fit under the cover that he's holding in his hand, but that's beside the point. I mean, uh, sorry, so, so I the, mean this, so they, they're giving money they're, they're, to Ukraine. No, they're giving thanks. Giving thanks no, no, but, no, 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 but the, the cartoon makes no... I mean, you might think that, you know, maybe due to the way that international banking works and China holding a large amount of the world's debt, you might think, well, you know, maybe China is giving money to America because of the whole debt situation. But the money is going in the opposite direction with respect to Ukraine. So there'd be less money well, no, no, because no, no, of the this Ukraine. Isn't America. The, the, this isn't the, was isn't stating from here. This is the Bidens. This is the Biden family sitting so, down to dinner. So because so, that's a talking point that the, the Ukrainian government corrupt. is paying the Bidens for the Bidens that, to give them money. Wasn't but the Bidens don't give them money. America gives them money. This is this oh. is personal corruption they're alleging. You see. Okay. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it's true. But that's 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 consistent. I'm just saying this is as a political cartoon. It's it it's got layers, and I don't think they're all consistent layers. But never oh. mind. Uh, next. Uh, so the next one is a pair of of cornucopias. The, you know, the, the, the baskety things full of fruit and stuff people have placed as, as, as table decoration. So 2019, there's a cornucopia labelled Trump, and it's full of delicious-looking fruits and vegetables labelled cheap gas, energy independence, America first, no new wars, lower food costs, great economy, border security, law and order, and 401ks up. And then in 2023, there's now a stinky old cornucopia that's all, all gross and full of garbage and apples and worms and, and poop. And they're labelled Democrat policies, Bidenomics, and woke agenda. Interesting, they only have three things they can find to say bad about it. But anyway, third one we have the Founding Fathers standing around over a piece of paper, which I presume is meant to be the Constitution that they are writing. One of them, who, if I knew anything about the American Founding Fathers, I'd probably able, be able to identify, says, Should we add term limits? And the other guy, another one of them, is saying, nah, it's not like anyone will get rich and want the job as a career. Is that actually anti-corruption in the Supreme Court? Who are they talking I mean, about there? I don't I mean, know. Yes, I mean, that, I mean, that sounds like that's a, that's a punt against Clarence Thomas. Against the conservative Supreme Court justices. It seems a little bit out of place there. Maybe that's a stealth one that somebody stuck in. Oh, I mean, Alex Jones isn't exactly the smartest apple in the bunch. You can imagine him going, oh, yeah, of course, it's a political cartoon. Of course, I, I, I know what it says. And someone going, yeah, I've just, I've just snuck a 
one that doesn't actually fit with your agenda. Or maybe we're missing some context given we're not Americans. Okay, fourth one out of five uh, is, a, is a scene that says, Happy Thanksgiving. And there's a bunch of people sit- all sitting around with knives and forks, but there's a giant green monster that looks a bit like Slimer from the Ghostbusters who is labelled Inflation, who has picked up the entire table and is stuffing the entire thing into its mouth. And the man who's sitting at the head of the family is looking annoyed and saying, he invited himself. So they're still going on about inflation. I don't know what the inflation stats are these days in America. I thought it was down, but I guess that wouldn't stop people once they've got a talking point. They want you to think it's down. Yes. And finally, the last one. I... Okay, so the picture, the, 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 the title of the picture is Behind the Mask. We have a man who I think is meant to be who's the premier of China at the moment? Is it oh. Xi Jinping? Or yeah, is, is yeah, because no, no, you've got because you, you've got a president, you've got a chairman, and I'm going can't quite remember which way the hierarchy goes. Yes. But yeah, Xi Jinping. I don't know exactly what they look like, and it's entirely possible that this thing is so racist they've just drawn a generic Chinese person anyway. Uh, but it's it's him taking off a Joe Biden mask and his his outfit has the words Green New Deal written on it. So Biden, who is the Green New Deal, is actually China in disguise? Or it's is not particularly coherent. China about to engage in a Green New Deal? I just, look, I have no, it's Essentially, it's... Uh, if you're an InfoWars info person, you think China is bad and you think Biden is bad, and surprise, surprise, they're the same. Mm. I think. I think that's mm. what it's saying. They're always, I mean, I'm, I, there's a sick fascination I have flipping through these things, but but they're always really just a little bit disappointing. Josh, you used to do ironic and satirical cartoons. Maybe you should submit something to InfoWars. I don't know that I'd call them ironic or satirical. More just... Um, lowbrow and sweary yeah they should submit some of those to to infowars.com it's probably exactly the kind of thing that they would think of being highbrows and satirical that's entirely possible okay i've had all i can stand um do you want to finish us off with a bit of ike well you know how i started by talking about the iconic channel one of the headlines this is from november of this year so the 19th now you know where the real cutting edge lies. Cult-owned YouTube, which deleted me in 2020, now deletes the iconic channel. This is basically just notification that the channel has been deleted. It actually even prints the message sent by YouTube. YouTube seems to think that the iconic channel is owned by someone called Iconic, because it says, hi, Iconic. We've reviewed your content and found severe or repeated violations of our community guidelines. Because of this, we've removed your channel from YouTube. We know this is probably very upsetting news, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. Side note, they're not very good at that. If we think a channel severely violates our policies, we take it down to protect other users on the platform. But if you believe we've made the wrong call, you can appeal this decision. You'll find more information below about the policy in question and how to submit an appeal. And that's all they've done. They've just One of our videos from like six years ago just got taken down this week. It was I haven't gone to look. I don't think I'm logged in with the right account on the thing that I check my emails on, because, so I can't go see the back end to find out 
it, it, it was something that was when we did about sort of medical conspiracies or something, and it claims that we have medical misinformation in it. Yeah, and and and, and it actually, this one actually time says you can see an example of what we're talking about at this timestamp of the video, but I haven't bothered going to have a look. But apparently, sorry if you're wanting to look at that video from that's about six years old, you can't. Yeah, we had one of the podcast versions removed about six months ago, and I put an appeal in because it said we were we were spreading misinformation. I said, no, we were critiquing misinformation being spread. And we got a response within about five minutes saying, no, your appeal has been unsuccessful. And I was going, yeah, I, had the same thing I don't time, think yeah. you actually had enough time to actually read and then check what I was no. saying there. I think you're a robot. And once the robot mm. says no, that's just no. So yes, apparently yeah. the iconic channel has been removed from YouTube. I'm assuming they must have another host because they're still advertising the iconic branding on the website and you seem to be able to click on something that gives you a video interface. But that presumably now means they're having to pay for their own hosting and broadcasting of content, which I can't believe is particularly cheap in this day and age. Right. I'm, I'm I'm just going to draw a line under this. I think for the good of both of us, and also the fact that we've been recording for almost an hour, uh, we should we should wrap this up and bring this episode to a close. Indeed, but we do have a bonus episode to record yeah. for our lovely patrons, the best people on earth, the kind of people who don't subscribe to Iconic.com and don't feel the need to buy vitality pills from Alex Jones. Yeah, vital enough as it is. So we're going to be talking about how Elon Musk is suing Media Matters. We're going to talk a little bit about Marjorie Taylor Greene, who claims to not be an adherent of QAnon, even though she's appearing on shows promoting QAnon conspiracy theories. And we're going to talk about the most recent billionaire pedophile and sex groomer that has been detected and how the right are not responding to the story in the way you might think. Or you might, if you know how they tend to act. Well, I mean, that was a rhetorical flourish. Yes, yes. Right, so if you'd like to if you'd like to get in on a bit of bonus episode action, uh, then you'll need to sign up to be a patron of ours. And if you're not currently one of those, you can go to patreon.com and search for the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy and, and do the thing with the stuff and the money to us. It's good. And you'll be you'll be one of the best people in the world. Guaranteed. Yep. Ironclad guarantee. Yep, you can take that to the bank. The bank will then go, this guarantee means nothing, but you can take it to the bank, which is not guaranteeing anything that happens once you get to the bank. Mm. So uh, I I hope you feel, what's the word, enlightened, um, informed, made stupider, I'm not sure, from hearing us go through this stuff. We look at these sites so you don't have to. What people are going to feel is that they've just experienced the passage of time. They sure have. You cannot deny it. Yep. And, and in fact, so impossible is time to say that you can never get back. Never. never you get back. You spent you all this time towards yeah. the grave, and this is what you've done with your life. Yeah. You are listening to this podcast whilst not doing anything. Else. I mean, admit that you might be listening to this podcast whilst doing dishes or doing some work, but at the same time, there's mental activity going on in the act of listening to this podcast that you could have expended on something else. So for your own good and the good of everyone else, I'm just going to say goodbye. Goodbye. 
The podcaster's guide to the conspiracy stars Josh Addison and myself, Associate Professor M.R.X. Denton. Our show's consp- sorry, producers are Tom and Philip, plus another mysterious anonymous donor. You can contact Josh and myself at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com, and please do consider joining our Patreon. And remember, it's just a step to the left.